Hello everybody, it's Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com. Welcome to another episode of the Language Facilitation Helpline podcast, and thank you for tuning in today. Every action you take to help the late talkers in your life is important. As you listen and take in the advice on this show, always remember that the fastest results come when you enjoy the process of language facilitation. Today's topic, we are going to be talking about sending a late talker to school. And I know that a lot of parents out there are getting ready. These tips are going to help you whether you're sending your child to school for the first time or if you're sending them back to school. Now, without further ado, let's get into these five strategies that will help your late talker have their best school experience. So here's the first one. Practice skills that are going to equip this child's independence for self-care. Because remember, at school, they're not mommies. And they're not going to be looking after making sure your child eats. In fact, it's going to be a lot easier for them if they already are good at the skills they need to be independent for self-care at school. So don't worry about teaching their ABCs. That's the teacher's job. Your job as the parent and language facilitator is get this child ready to go. So as much as possible, not just eating, but accessing and managing the food. Can they open the package? Can they get their lunchbox in and out of their backpack? All of those things. And can they pull up and down their pants? Can they put on their shoes, hats, things like that? Backpack on and off. All right. Let's look at the tip number two that I have for you. And it's this one here where you're going to be using a mirror or video. Either way, the child can look at themselves with labels for name, age, talent, and preferences. And to start chats about relationships and roles using the proper names of family members and friends. So... This little girl, even as a toddler, she's identifying herself. She knows that's her nose. She's looking at it in the mirror. Now she actually sees a reflection in the side. Look, it's still me. It's still my nose. See, kids are super interested in looking at and exploring their self, and she wants to know what these things are called. This older child is also identifying who they are. Maybe they got a new haircut. Maybe they got a new whatever. They're realizing that they are this child who is this name, right? So this child is Joey, who loves dinosaurs, who is four years old and is going to preschool. His mommy's name is Jody and his daddy's name is Bob. That's who he is. That's how he reflects himself. He can look in the mirror and talk about it. You look in the mirror side by side with your late talker. Look at images they are exploring about themselves. Watch them explore. They're going to know the things they can see. Their eyes, their nose, right? We start that with little babies. But remember that identity that they are taking with them out into the world, into this school, is who they are from the inside out. So it's not just their name is Joey and they are four years old. They're going to own those things when you talk about them a lot. But you also need to talk about who Joey is. So Joey has a clear understanding of 
his star player, who he is bringing to the thing. Is Joey a busy kid who needs to move a lot? Is Joey a, a concentrator? Is Joey a, lurk, a looker? Does he want to wait and watch other kids and see them before? Because remember, these late talkers, they have their own way to go about things, their own identity, the things that they feel comfortable and they're gonna take their comfort zone to this school and find a place where they fit within their comfort zone. Remember, your job, we're gonna talk about that in another tip, is to help them move out of that comfort zone, but they always carry their comfort zone with them. And so they need to figure out how, who am I and what do I have? What skills and abilities do I bring to the table? What's going to help me be successful here? What am I really good at and what do I need help with? Where do I struggle? Where am I needing some extra help and accommodation? Your late talker is to understand those things about themselves because you're sending them out in the world to self-advocate for those things. These people can't read your child's mind like you can. You need to get them ready. And when you do, you see, you talk about who they are, not just their name and age. They need that too, of course, but who they are from the inside, they'll pick up their name and age along with all these other things. And I promise anybody who wants to get to know your child to educate them, their name and age are just the basics. That's just how they identify them. But how they connect with your child is when they bring their personal self out. I'm Joey and I love dinosaurs. That helps the teachers and staff around your late talker connect with them. And that's what you want. You want to equip your child to be connectable, to be attractive, to be super cute for these people to stand out in the crowd in a good way. So they get noticed and they get attention and they get all the care and loving need that they that they need right to help them do what they need to do at the school that's what you're sending them to equip them for you need to let them know who is showing up and this is a really important tip and you can start doing this when your kids a very young toddler but it's super important when you're getting them ready to school to school and you'll see that the school has their little tests they'll see what do you like and what's about you the teacher will try to pull these things out of your late talker and if you have prepared them to share these things about themselves with the world with your family with your friends with people around you at home they will share it with their friends and their peers and their teachers and their other uh, aides, everybody else at school. Okay. So independence, who they are, talk about your child's identity so they can take that to school. Okay. Let's talk about the third tip that I have for you, which is here. And that is to set your commute routine. Now, you are going to take your child out of your house. If not, if you're even going to be homeschooling your child, you've got that area of your life. You know that you need school space. So there is the space where your lay talker will be going to the school. And you need to discuss these things together with the lay talker. I know you're planning it because you're going to get them there. That's your job right now is, okay, How? what day do I need to be there? What time do I need to be there? All of that stuff. You're thinking and considering that for yourself. Now is the time to work together with the late talker to plan these things together. So 
all the vehicle setup, the rules, the accommodations, whatever they need to feel equipped and empowered every single day to get up, get ready, get out the door, get excited to go and return home later. Let me show you what this looks like. Okay, I've got this little video here where we're talking about this mom who she's got her kiddo with the backpack on going to the car talking about where they're going even when she picks them up from daycare where are we going we're going home you're gonna sit in your car seat this is where we put your backpack this is where see she knows this is my seat that's where i put my things if you walk to school walk tell them how long you'll be there, how far you're going to take them. Will they go all the way to the classroom? If they're going on the bus, introduce the bus driver. When they go to school, people at school expect these kids to show up ready to perform, ready to be students, okay? These kinds of things that I'm talking about to here today equip them to be students. It doesn't teach them the skills that the school, that's the teacher's job. Your job as the facilitator is to get them ready to go. And part of your job is to get them there. The main thing, this school relies on you as the parent to get them there. So, and it happens every day, five days a week for the whole school year, day after day after day after day. Your consistency and the idea of planning out what this looks like every morning on the get out of the house and every afternoon when you come home. Both of these things are very important to plan out now. Don't just see what happens after because you're going to be so distracted by what happened at the school and what you've got to do. When you have these getting to school and getting home processes already established, new habits, this is how we're going to do it this year. I'm not saying you have to stick with them firm, but if you establish them ahead of time, you see, then you've got something to work with. When you go to school and they say, oh, nope, you got to have this and this. Now you add that to your routine or you can't bring this and this. You got to take that out of your routine. You don't know how it's going to be until you get there, which takes us to our next tip, right? So we've already talked about practicing the skills. We've already talked about improving your child's self-identity and their ability to communicate about their self-identity, either visually or non-visually. We talked about setting up your commute routine. Number four, this is where you are going to transfer your power over to this, these other people, right? Because that's the point of school is they can teach your kids things that you can't because you don't have the resources you don't have other kids to use as peers you don't have a curriculum you don't have the teacher education you don't have all that stuff that's why you're sending your child to this school so that the school can do what they do and you trust you found a good school you found teachers that will want to connect with your child you found a curriculum that works okay and if you don't know again we're going to talk about that but right now before you go, you have to start to transfer the power. Remember, from birth, your child or in your household, it maybe just happened over the summer. Used to be the teacher's rules, now it's mom's rules. Or used to be homeschooling, and now it's school schooling, right? Whatever, the job, the boss of your child is changing. It used to be you in your house, and now when you drive them somewhere else, they got a new boss. They have somebody else that they have to respect that are going to help them 
in the same way that you want them to respect and listen to you. So you have to demonstrate the expected behaviors you want your child to demonstrate with them, just like you facilitated them with you. You facilitated attention and listening. You facilitated rule following in your house by creating boundaries and negotiation contracts. And you have facilitated the space for your late talker to come to you whenever they need help. These are the things that you have to transfer over because your child is using you for these purposes for their life. You're teaching them, you're equipping them, you're empowering them, and you're supporting them when they struggle. And it's your job to teach other people, to teach your late talker, that other people can do this for them just as well, maybe even better than you. So you have to give it up. You have to transfer the power. And this is how this looks. So we do things like have conversations in front of your late talker with these other people. You're talking about the rules. This mom's like, can my child do this and this? And the lady's like, nope, this is my bus. This is how we do things on my bus. This is how the teacher says, this is how we handle things. You can't just grab and take everything you want. You need to listen to the teacher and follow rules and see how the mom is here having a conversation. Now we understand what the rules are here. Now we understand that in your classroom, this is how it goes. And you, this mom is empowering this girl to use this teacher as her main boss, right? Her guide, her coach, her teacher. You are the teacher. You have to give this woman respect. She's doing lots of beautiful things for you. She's giving you the opportunity to learn just like you do as a mom. I give you the food you eat. I keep you warm. I dress you. I give you the toys and entertain you, all the things you want. And you expect that appreciation and respect that goes hand in hand with parenting and teaching and coaching and wherever this school is. Their role is to equip and empower your child, right? They're not making your child do anything. You're sending your child there so they can learn just like they learn from you. And it's very important that you establish, this is a lady you got to listen to. I respect her, so you respect her. It's very, 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 very important that you speak super highly of your child's teachers. If you get into the school and the teacher does something that you don't like about your late talker, that is something that you need to handle privately with your lay talker first about how they feel about that thing. And then you talk about the teacher, about your disappointment and how they're whatever. It's not a win-win situation. And if that teacher is not meeting your needs, they're not connecting with your child, they're not responding to your child's communication, especially after you've taken the time to get them ready to go and bring their best self. Now, their best self, they're late talkers. They're not talking like other kids. They are doing behaviors that are not like other kids. They can't pay attention as well as other kids. Maybe, I don't know, you know. And that's the job of you and the teacher and your child to figure out how does your child, as they show up today for the first day of school, with all the equipment and empowerment that you have given them, how does my child as they are now fit in here now? Not someday he'll get it. He'll listen and get it. How and, and how does that happen? 
How does it happen that he becomes like the other kids and listens like the other kids? Because they'll say, your child not like the other kids. And we need to do these extra accommodations. Okay, what are they? And how do they help my child get rid of them? Instead of keeping them separate and opposed. Because how this looks, right? How that looks is just really empowering those other people to do, transferring over. Okay, so let's talk about number five. Moving into the next thing. And this is what we're going to do is number five is get your child ready for the unknown. Okay. We don't know what this school is. That's what I was just getting ready to start with now. All you can do is the most investigation you can. You meet the teacher, you see the school, you learn about the curriculum, you see the other kinds of kids that are going there, all of that stuff. If you don't, if you haven't figured it out by now, you'll figure it out within the first few days, if not the first week of the school, right? How things are. But until then, you don't know. You don't know what the teacher, you hope, there's a lot of hope. And there's a lot of things that you can predict about school. You went to school. You sent other kids to school, maybe. Or you've seen a lot of schools in your life. You know, you've been there. So there's some things you do know about school in general. But you don't know how this experience is going to be for your child. And neither do they. And you can't tell them it's going to be like this and this and this and this and this because you don't know. And if you tell them... It's going to be that to try to make them feel better if they're anxious about going to school and then it's different. Now you're going to get called out in your projection. Okay, so the way you do this is you empower them to wait and see what the teacher has be, has prepared for them in their unique situation. And you remind them you'll always offer support no matter what comes. And this is how this looks. Okay, so I've got some video here where at the beginning of this video, there's a little girl. So she's playing school. She didn't learn how to do this all by herself. Her mom showed her how to do it. And she's so good at it that she's had got her babies and stuff in school. This is a little girl who maybe already has been to school. But this is the idea that I'm talking about where you can create these kind of scenarios at your home and show. And if you don't do them in your home, then you can do them in the community. If you've been to the library, to the community things, if you've seen other kids, here's the little late talker, the little girl on the right. She's just playing along and watching what the other kids do and how the other kids interact. And here's a little girl that's confused about things. They're reading stories about books, about school. They're reading a book about school. And this little girl is asking questions. Her parents are telling her, this is how it's going to be. And this is how it's going to be. And if she's afraid about things like, you know, unreasonable things, will the kids take my toys? Or are you going to be there? Or all these things that they might be asking if they can. You know, this is where you have the opportunity to explain these things ahead of time. If you're pretending, if you're reading stories, if you're watching videos, if you're talking about your own experience while you set up a little play school, this is how you help your child be ready for the unknown. You give them an idea of what to expect that calms them down. And it also gets their excitement because now they know what I'm going to be able to do fun things because we know we can anticipate that the teacher will create things that are child friendly, that are accommodating to your child who's late talking because this teacher knows that your child is late talking and your child is part of their class. All of these things can be discussed with kids ahead of time. 
fears, worries, excitement, and anticipation because you want to build this anticipation for school because you want kids to be excited about going there. So they it builds their dopamine, it builds their neuroprocessing, and they do their best and they learn hard and they work hard when the teacher gives them challenges and they come home and they talk about the hard work they did at school and so does the teacher. And this is what you want. That's what school is. It's the place for a child to go and do their work, do their learning, learn how to be friends, learn how to share, learn how to do things on their own, open their own lunchbox and open their own bathroom door and go in there all by themselves in the strange bathroom that's at school and handle that all by themselves. They are learning how to do these things. It depends on what age. Now you've got an 11th grader who's going in there and he's going to master you know, his, his math, his algebra and calculus and stuff that he's mastered in his own mind and been practicing at home. This transition into this new environment should be to your late talker an exciting thing. I can't wait to go see Miss So-and-so, who's the aide, their favorite person who helps them guide in because you have empowered the aide to be their helper or the teacher to be their knowledge base or the gym teacher to be the one who lets them run around every day or the OT or the speech therapist or whoever is there, the bus driver, whoever is there to help your child get through these things when you pass off that responsibility. And then you can use those other people as resources for you. You keep communicating with all these people in the environment through the process, and that's how they stay successful, you see? Because you get them successful to go to start learning, and that's just the beginning, right? We're just getting the kids to school so they can do it. Now, it doesn't matter where you are in the process if you're like i said going back to school or going to school in the first time these are the skills you need and if you want to use your back to school experience you can use the workbook there are four versions available on amazon right now you can go there and access the workbook and it you can use these skills the the use the 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 commute thing as your language facilitation every day you start talking about your commute and that's what every day you visit this every day you visit a little school talk where you talk about what school is going to be and how it's going to be you probably are finding yourself doing it already as you're back to school shopping and you're finding the clothes remember involve the late talker with every bit of this school planning Explain to them why you chose this jacket or this backpack or this pair of socks for them. Because remember, it's going on them. It's their identity. And you are at this moment. It's a big, big moment, especially if it's the first time for all you moms, equipping and empowering your child to go out in the world for the first time away from you. It can feel super scary and triggering to you. And with you taking the effort to teach your kid these five things, equip them through these five angles, right? Now you can feel better because now you know they know how to listen to the teacher and they know how to ask for help. And if the teacher comes back with feedback, your child's not listening and they're not, then they're not, you know, that's what you're going to get is this feedback. And you can always come back to this video 
and look at these skills because these are the foundational skills. You know, a lot of parents are like, I got to teach my kid to say their name, their age and whatever. I got to teach them to count to 10. I got to teach them to whatever so that they can pass the test. And the teacher believes they are independent. The only thing that is going to trigger a teacher to believe that your child is independent is them seeing your child show up independent doing these skills every day, e equipped and empowered to be a student. And that's the, the dream of every teacher, every teacher, that parents will do these five things. Because these are the five things that teachers struggle to, these are blockages to their actual teaching new material. Because if a child is not independent with self-care, they can't learn anything new. The teacher's got to spend time helping them care for themselves. Because remember, none of us can learn if we're not, and that includes sensory issues, right? Unless they are, your child's independent with managing their sensory issues at school. These are things that you need to have as goals if they aren't already established. And you can continue to facilitate that ongoing all through the school year, all five of these things. Pretty soon, you can look at this workbook and look at the levels in how they're doing and just gauge it. How independent is your child for spoken language? How independent is your child for getting to school, getting up, getting ready. How independent is your child telling you what happened there after the day's over? Because that's also important. Because when you equip your child to talk about their identity here in the home, I love this, I do this, I make dinner, I sleep in my bunk bed, I have sisters who boss me around. That's their identity in the house. At school, they got friends who are playing superhero stuff that they're following around. They've got teachers, one that's bossy, another one that's nice. They know who they are and who they fit with. They're already learning that way before and it never ends. So you always have to continually talk with these kids. Are they respecting their teachers and giving them the same authority that they give you or they give themselves, right? Because remember, these kids that are manipulating you at home will manipulate parents, teachers, and bus drivers. They'll try to pull that stuff on anybody. And you at home who are equipping your child to be an independent student, it never ends. Because the more your child becomes independent, the school is designed to give your child more challenges. And here's more work. Remember, the older they get, the more they pile on. That's what these schools do. How do you equip your child to handle more, the unexpected, right? When you see it coming, you start to look for patterns. Always return to your late talker and talk to them about their school experience from these five perspectives. How's the commute? How is your authority figures? How are you getting along with everybody? Is everybody doing the right role? Because they'll tell you about their friends that aren't listening and that are acting up and that aren't respecting the teacher, that aren't following the rules, that are doing what they want if they're doing it. They'll tell you about other kids. They'll even start to boss other kids around and tell them to be quiet and listen to the teacher because you have shown them the value because you've demonstrated it. Like those moms in the video, she sat with her daughter listening to the teacher. She sat with her daughter listening to the bus driver explain, this is how it goes on my bus. And you say, look, this is your bus. These are your rules. This is your teacher. This is your bus driver. 
I am here to help you. And then you always, always, always remind that child that when something breaks down, because something is going to break down, they're going to get a mean something. They're going to get a kid, take their stuff away. Things are going to happen to them that are not happy. And they're going to bring that to you. And then you have these things because you've equipped the child, equipped them to be in their identity and share their concerns with you. And that's how they show up to be students and learners. Okay. So I'm not seeing any more questions come in, except for everybody else says that the, the sound is working and all of that. Um, it, this is live Q&A, and I do have a comment that I wanted to see. Let me just put this here. So if you have a question today, if you're sending your child back to school, let me know. You can post your question in the comments. And the one comment that I got was from Melody, who I also had a strategy session with. They're interested in getting started, but they've got some more investigation to do with their late talker. And she's been diving into the YouTube videos because I see her comments on here all the time. So a shout out to Melody. Thank you so much for doing what you need to do to learn what you need to do. You know what I mean? When you feel like I don't know what to do, this is where you come to find the resources. And Melody says she was watching that garbage in, garbage out video. And she says, I can't tell you how many times I heard the phrase garbage in, garbage out. But it is so true. And this concept can apply to so many different aspects of a parent's journey with a late talker. And she talked about not only, I edited this a little so it would fit, not only to the speech models. So if your child can't hear or you're talking too fast or the speech is blah, 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 or you're speaking three languages at the same time and mixing them all up together, that's garbage in. So you're not going to hear good speech out of your child. Also, if they can't hear very well, that even the best speech sounds like garbage to their brain. And so they're not going to speak properly. So that's one way to think about garbage in, garbage out. But it really applies to us parents and what we've been led to believe about our children and their potential or lack of it, that people try to make you believe that your kids aren't able to do this. And, you know, this is kind of what happens with schools. They have real expectations of your kids. They do. And if your child isn't living up to those expectations, maybe they are, but they're doing it in their own way, or maybe they're refusing to do what they are expected to do on command because they're stuck in prompt dependence or avoidance, or they're feeling a lack of um, empowerment that they don't feel like they're able to do these things or that they're equipped that they, that not that, not that they're able, but they're allowed, right? They, I know how to do this. I know how to run around and talk about what I want, but in this environment, I'm not, you know, those are the kinds of things that, parents can find out when you connect with this late talker. So, um, and then other people who see it in a very short snippet, that's what happens when they only have a written explanation of your child or a very short video where they're doing some behavior, or maybe they only spent a few minutes with them and they're biased towards identification of autism. These are the kinds of things that, um, will trigger, will cause a professional to say things to parents that is their interpretation. I can't say that it's not true. It's their truth. When they see kids, this is their understanding of what's going on based on their research. They just haven't seen the same data or 
in behavior and examples of what your child can positively do because they've only been looking at a snapshot of your late talker. And if that's what happens and you haven't prepared your child for someone to observe them and see their best self, you know, that's literally why they fail the tests. And that's why parents get blamed for kids not being school ready. It's because parents haven't taken the time to do the things that I talked about today. These five things are necessary for a child to be independent at school. They got to know who they are so that they can move into a whole classroom full of kids and find their identity there. Find out how this is going to work for them because they're not like other kids. And even though teachers may be real happy when all their kids follow all the rules and they all do the things. When they look at their actual work, it's completely different. Even if they're all coloring in the letter A with the red crayon, you got 10 kids, they're all gonna be having that activity different. They're gonna have a different result in what that looks like. And that's what the teacher needs. When she can see your child performing at their best, then they can analyze and give them helps and sees. Does your child want to color in the line? Do they not want to color in the line? Why? Because if your child doesn't see this task as important or beneficial to them, they won't do it. They won't work hard at it. They'll do it because the teacher said. And that's the difference between a good student and a compliant kid who's just going to school. You want to send your kid to be the kid who wants to learn every day. I want to go and see what she's got for me next. What has my teacher developed? What are we going to learn today? I can't wait to come home and tell you. And then when you drop your kid off, you talk about the fact that I can't wait to hear what you did at school today. I'm going to be waiting to hear what stories you read or what blocks you built, you know, or what, whatever your child's doing. You know what they're doing because you're involved and they're telling you every day. If you're detached from this, if you have to rely on a teacher's notes to tell you what a child did, that means that you haven't done this work with your late talker. You haven't connected with them to empower them to be their coach so they can be a student. Okay. You are their student coach. You're not their teacher. Their teacher's teaching them the math, the ABCs, the coloring, whatever they got to learn for the curriculum. You're just equipping them to go there and do the best. Okay. That's your job. That's all you can do. All you can do. So, hi, Grace. She says, my school's asking for an aid teacher for my kid. What should I ask or look for in the aid teacher for a better approach with him? Not in the U.S. In Mexico, and my kid is three. So, if you've got a three-year-old that can't go to school with other children. You need to, um, you wanna find an aide that is going to equip and empower your child within this school year, because he's only three. You can equip and empower a late talker to be a great student over the course of the year. And if you are required to send an aide with them, you gotta find one that is not going to do things for them one who is going to understand their identity, one that's going to empower them and do what this dad did. Look at those videos that I just attached in here and how these parents work together with these kids. They're equipping and empowering these kids. So if you've got an aide that's going to school or if your school is assigning an aide and your aide is doing the work for your child or they're isolating other children away so your child can't 
trial and error at school. This is what preschool is all about. Kids learning how to be school kids. So if your school, it doesn't matter how old they are, is requiring that you send an aid, they must have determined that your child is not independent enough to be a member of that class, that the teacher would have to do too much to help them. And remember, that teacher would just do four. They will change the diaper. They will do whatever. They're not going to potty train this three-year-old. If it's not potty trained, you and this aide need to work on getting your child potty trained at home and at school. Remember, independent skills. How is this aide helping your child do these five things? That's what you look for. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you have been inspired to have some fun and take some inspired action on your unique language facilitation journey. With a whole range of waves of communication resources, from free content to customized coaching, you now have access to everything you need to elevate spoken language to infinite success. You are welcome to get your journey started with my 11-week language facilitation journey to speech workbook. This tool is helping parents worldwide create non-stop language facilitation opportunities that elevate spoken language beyond even their own expectations. You can access this workbook and all of the language facilitation resources on my website, wavesofcommunication.com.